Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And speaking of embracing life, today's show is guaranteed to be a blast from the past because one of our all-time favorite guests is returning to share his thoughts on the Fab Four. Now, of course, when I mention the Fab Four, you may be thinking I'm referring to the Beatles, and yes, our guest, Ivor Davis, legendary reporter and author of The Beatles and Me on Tour, did write a juicy insider tale of his travels with those handsome lads from Liverpool. But Ivor's joining us today to share about a different book he wrote about another group who are a singing sensation in their own right. It features a different Fab Four who are remarkably reminiscent to the Beatles, but the name of this book is Ladies and Gentlemen, the Penguins, and all you grandparents out there are going to love this one. Welcome back, Ivor. Thank you, Eileen. And, and indeed, not only will kids love the, love the book, but grandparents will love it more because I've kind of aimed at uh, eight, uh, 8 to 80. So I'm, I'm covering the waterfront. You absolutely are. And just before we get to the latest book, the, the Penguin book, I have to say, start out by mentioning the obvious, that your other book, The Beatles and Me on Tour, belongs in the personal library of every former Beatlemaniac, current Beatlemaniac, or Beatles fan out there. But this one is especially for our grandchildren and grandparents, uh, and I'm thrilled to let them know it's all about penguins. So give us the scoop on this Fab Four with flippers, Ivor. Well, I must tell you that these penguins are no ordinary penguins. First of all, they live on the Falkland Islands. Now, for anybody who knows their geography, the Falkland Islands is not too close to America. In fact, it's not too close to anywhere. It's 300 miles, believe it or not, from Argentina in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, but it's an English island, the Falkland Islands. So I was there, believe it or not, doing a lecture tour on the cruise ship. I got off the island. I met thousands of penguins and only a few hundred humans. Now, the humans actually spoke with English accents, would you believe, 6,000 miles from England. They spoke, the humans spoke with English accents, and the penguins squawked with English accents. So as soon as I heard <laughs> that combination, I said, well, I've got to do something. And so I visited the penguins, and one of the chief penguins told me this story about four penguins who wanted to become rock stars, almost as big as the Beatles. And in fact, they became pretty sensational. And I, want to, I don't want to spoil the book for your listeners, Eileen, but I want to tell you that they, I mean, their first big hit was I Want to Hold Your Flipper. So, you know, from then, from then they went on to great acclaim. And in fact, they even went to New York City all the way from, uh, from the Falkland Islands to appear on that tremendously popular variety show, the Ed Pelican Show, which everybody watched. <laughs> and so they were sensational. So it's a story about their success as rock stars and also telling you a little bit about the Falkland Islands, which is a beautiful island. And if you ever get on a cruise, whenever cruises start up again, uh, you must stop off at the Falkland Islands because it's like 
a little spot of paradise in the middle of nowhere. Well, I have to say thank you, Ira, for giving it that overview of the book because, as I mentioned, uh, this is a treat for grandparents, as you said, too. They're going to love it as much as their grandchildren because your tongue was planted firmly in your cheek when you were writing this, the Ed Pelican Show. And then the other one is A Hard Day's Molting, I think, is one of yes. your songs. Yes, but, that's it. I did want to bring up, too, that the that this Fab Four, uh, in addition to having flippers, they have another difference, and that is the lead singer sings in a somewhat higher register than John, Paul, George, or Ringo. Indeed, indeed. In fact, in the fact, the lead singer who tells the story of their climb, uh, uh, rapid climb to fame, her name is Sadie. And I must add uh, one other thing. Then we have Levi. Elias and Ezra, the four fab four penguins. And it so happens that when I searched high and low for the name of this rock group, I decided, why don't I use my own grandchildren's names? So at great expense, they signed a contract, and uh, <laughs> I paid them about about $1.99 each, and they signed <laughs> over their music rights to me. And so there's a little bit of insight there, too. And thank you for asking about that. But, yes, the Penguins are, well, they're all fabulously well-known, and they have great voices, and they're very talented, like everybody's grandchildren are. Well, absolutely. Now, that is true. But I do have to say, in addition to all the fun stuff and the Beatles references and all that, again, the grandparents are going to get big time and enjoy sharing with their grandchildren, I learned a lot. I didn't know how many different types of penguins there were. And, uh, I mean, it's educational, too. Yes. You know, I must tell you this. I was listening to National Public Radio, and they had a report from a um, a, a penguin marine biology farm or, or, or museum or something in London. And it said these penguins are very bright. Uh, because, because shutdown and, and lockdown has stopped many people visiting penguins anywhere, these penguins now are shown movies, and they love to watch movies. So that's something I learned about penguins. And, of course, as everybody who knows a penguin and has ever been friends with a penguin or has ever lived next door to a penguin, you know that penguins can't fly. They're terrific swimmers, but they can't fly. The only way they fly is with a, uh, a jumbo jet or, or with a helicopter. Or, yes, when they needed to go on the uh, Ed Pelican show, they obviously had to to hop on a jumbo jet. But another thing, too, about the book, I thought, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Ivor. No, 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 go ahead, you with your question, uh, please. Oh, I was just going to mention that uh, I think the illustrator, I know he's from England, I think he might be a friend of yours. What a delightful addition he made to the book with all the colorful uh, illustrations and fun references, uh, you know, again, to the Beatles themselves. Yes, well, I, want, I must tell you that the, the, the illustrator did a magnificent job he, 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 and, the, and the reason he did him, his name was Dave McTaggart. He, he's an Englishman from England, and he grew up in Liverpool. So what, what wow. more could I get? And, and, he, and what I liked about Dave was his brilliant sense of humor, which reminded me of the Beatles. 
But everybody who grows up in Liverpool grows up with a wonderful sense of humour. So maybe there's nothing new about that. Well, I got to say, and of course, uh, I had a kind of a crush on Levi, uh, who I, I confess to you, but he, of course, is the left hand or left flippered, sorry, left flippered guitar player that looks a lot like Paul, I have to say. But anyway, all these. And then the other thing, too, you've got uh, color pages uh, where grandchildren can color in their favorite penguins. You've got hidden names that they have to find in the illustrations. And it really is it's just a really fun book for again children beetle fans of all ages so congratulations ivor thank you so much and i hope uh, i hope we'll have more fun with the penguins when they uh, i'm trying to bring them out of retirement but they're but they're very busy right now yeah, well, I can imagine. I can imagine. And actually, this is so much fun to talk about them, but we were also going to discuss a different uh, fact that relating to the Beatles today. Uh, this week marks a rather upsetting anniversary, so I am going to hand it over to you and, and let, us remind, uh, let you remind us of what happened 40 years ago. Indeed, it is a very sad case when you think of what would have been if he had lived. And, of course, uh, as you know, I'm talking about December being the 40th anniversary of the death or the murder of John Lennon. And everybody remembers that. I mean, you remember the death of John Lennon. You remember Bobby Kennedy, John Kennedy. But Lennon was a, a legend in the film business, in the music business particularly, of course. And uh, what was even more tragic, uh, I, I, I had such great memories every time I think of John when I was on tour with him in 1964, so many great stories. John liked to provoke people, and I don't know if I told you this story, but when we were first introduced, Eileen, I said, my name's Ivor. He said, hello, Ivan. I said, no, my name is Ivor. <laughs> he said, hello, Ivan the Terrible. Ivan the Terrible. <laughs> oh. So I thought, okay, and that's what he called me for the rest, rest of the tour. And I must tell you another funny story if I have time to. Can I tell you a couple of other funny stories about John? Oh, please tell me lots of funny stories, Ivor. All right. So John hated the whole merchandising thing. If you remember, of course, today merchandising is commonplace. But back then, the Beatles wigs and hats and all that stuff were being sold, but John hated it. He said, I want people to appreciate our music. Well, of course, uh, you know, you, you can talk, talk about that till the cows come home. So they started selling Beatle merchandising. And one day, uh, when I was, I think, in Cincinnati, I bought a Beatle wig. I was so proud of myself. I paid <laughs> at, least, at least 99 cents for it. And I walked into John and I said, look what I've got, John. And I showed him the wig, horrified. He walked to the hotel window. We were on the 15th floor. He opened the window and he threw the wig out. And he still, owes me a, he still owes me a dollar. And he never paid me that dollar. And I've tried to get the money from Yoko Ono, but she ignores my letters. Anyway, so, so that, um, and I must tell you another funny story. Um, we were in Indianapolis, and one of the British reporters with us, called Ian Lindsay Smith, carried his bagpipes with him. Now, bagpipes are, as everybody knows, a wonderful instrument, make a wonderful wailing sound. And John, who thought he knew everything about musical instruments, 
grabbed the bagpipes from Ian, and for the next 10 minutes, he tried to play the bagpipes, but he only managed to make terrible squeaking noises. And finally, he handed the bagpipes back and said, I give up. So that was, that was John, John being very, very embarrassed. But on a nice side to John, um, uh, the other thing that I like, the story I like to tell is that one or two in the morning on the tour, John would call me and invite me to his suite to play Monopoly with him and Art Schreiber. Art Schreiber, a radio reporter, also traveling uh, with us um, in the USA. Now, of course, when you got a call from John, you went over because we were in the next door room anyway. So at one o'clock in the morning, John played Monopoly. And in between cheating in Monopoly, yes, he did cheat. He kept rolling the <laughs> dice in, until he landed on the property he wanted. But the nice thing oh, I like about those, those games, yeah, I mean, you roll the <laughs> dice once. Am I right? Once. But John I, rolled it. That's the way I play it. Property. That's the way. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to avoid you playing, playing Monopoly with you, I'm afraid. That's it. <laughs> it's over. It's over. Anyway, so I'll tell you this. So John, but, but in between cheating, he would pick up the phone. It was one in the morning. It was eight, nine o'clock in the morning in London, in Liverpool. He'd get on the phone to his one-year-old son, Julian, and he'd make, he'd make lots of goo-goo baby noises. And then he, uh-huh. had, he, he hung up the phone. It was lovely. He hung up the phone. He returned to the Monopoly board, and he began cheating again. So, you know, that's John. <laughs> That's it. He, and, and, and he just—he uh, was—he was a hoot, as they as they say. And uh, of course, the only time I saw John really embarrassed was in 1966, when, as the world knows, he made a quote, and I know if you remember it, when he said the Beatles were more famous than. Do you remember that? Yes, do I do. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was—it was a sort of throwaway line, but it, but. It was given to a London reporter. It came back to haunt him in America. So much yeah. so that in 1966, if you remember, and you were a Beatles fan, uh, I think you probably stopped screaming for the Beatles, what, five years ago, six years ago? Um, well, way around then. <laughs> around then, okay. But back in 66, the fans turned on the Beatles. Some of them did. They burnt their records, and John actually received... Yeah death threats. And John humbly apologized for those remarks, saying they were taken out of context. And they were, but, uh, but it's interesting that, 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 so he was a quixotic man, John, and we miss him today. And today, I don't think he would be touring, but he would have certainly become the elder statesman of the music business, because he would have been 80 as well uh, this year. So it was a sad loss this month to lose John Lennon at only at the age of 40. Oh, absolutely. And Ivor, you and, uh, uh, of course, Angie McCartney, who is Paul's stepmother, and other of your friends do appear quite frequently on annual uh, Beatles gatherings or Beatles celebrations. Or Tell us about some of the things, that, ways that you've remembered them over the years. Well, one of the nice things is uh, there's, there's, a, there's a guy called Mark Lapidos, who for the last 30-odd years has put on a Beatles fan fest, Chicago, New York, sometimes in Los Angeles. And what we all do is it's, like, it's almost like 
meeting a family because since I've since I've written about the Beatles, I've got a new family. I have people all over the world, all over the country, who are Beatle book writers, who are Beatle experts. There's a there's a guy called Leslie Cavendish who I'd never met, but I met online at a podcast from Australia, who was the Beatles hairdresser. He cut their hair. And, and you, oh meet, you meet these incredible people. Uh, Jude Sutherland Kessler, a brilliant writer who has devoted a lot of her life to writing about John Lennon. And I want to tell you, so many people, it becomes, they become a family. And I've, I've got to know 50 or 60 people who work for the Beatles, who, who, who the Beatles knew, who wrote about the Beatles, who, who performed with the Beatles, and they have become part of a, an extended family. Amazing, isn't it? Absolutely. And I'm just thinking maybe in a decade or two, you'll have that same group that likes the penguins. Yes, they, I hope that's going to happen. And in fact, um, I, I'm thinking of doing a penguin convention um, but, but many of the penguins would have to swim a long way, and we will probably, I think we'd have to do it in a large swimming pool. So if you find a large <laughs> swimming pool that can, 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 can suit about, you know, about, about 10,000 people and penguins, we, we must invite penguins, let me know, please. Would you start looking? I will definitely start looking. And I have to say, because the majority of us Beatle fans, again, are now, we'll just say, of a certain age and have those delightful offspring that we call our grandchildren, this book is perfect for them. So I'm very happy about getting a copy of my own from you, Ivor, or actually two from my grandchildren. And I think any grandparent out there, again, is going to love it. But before I let you go, I also want to say not only are you an expert on the Beatles, on the Penguins, but you've also written another book that I've had the great pleasure of interviewing you uh, for a number of times, Manson Exposed, A Reporter's 50-Year Journey into Madness and Murder, because you were up close and very on top of things uh, when the, with the Tate-LaBianca murders. I was, and I must say my, my, the book you've talked about is a much darker book. But as a foreign correspondent in America, you cover the good and the bad and the ugly. Uh, I prefer to cover the good, but unfortunately, life dishes up many, many negative stories, and and that is one of them. And so um, I've written about that, but I have also in my career, as I've I've mumbled on to you endlessly, uh, Eileen, I, I have written about uh, great people in, in showbiz, uh, legends, movie stars, rock stars. And so I've had a, a great career, and I'm still here. I think I am anyway. Let me pinch myself. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> well, Ivor, you know, I could have you on every week, at, well, actually every day, just to listen to your stories. I do want people to know, though, when referring back to the Manson, the darker book, uh, you are featured prominently in the Epics TV series, Helter Skelter, an American Myth. So I want our listeners to know about that. I've watched it a few times myself, and I wow. learn something every time. It's so well done. It is well done, and it's still playing on the Epics channel. And I think uh, some, uh, the, the director, Leslie, uh, told me that um, – that it was going to go overseas. So maybe I'll become moderately well-known overseas. And, and then if that's the case, then I will bring the Penguins on, a, on an overseas tour with me 
each time I go to promote a book. Well, I want to be sitting next to one of those penguins and going on tour with you, Ivor. I'm sure it would be a blast, as I said. Uh, and, and you also you have a great website. I have signed up to subscribe to your newsletter. So tell uh, our listeners where they can go to find out more about you, your work, your books, the penguins, and your numerous uh, media appearances. Yes, well, uh, I'm doing a lot of uh, museum talks, not necessarily about penguins, because because it's a long way for the penguins to swim to California, where I'm based, and appear with me on a museum tour. But I'm working on it. Uh, Hopefully, maybe I'll helicopter them in. But basically, you can reach me at www.ivordavisbooks.com. You can send me a, a letter. I'll respond. Uh, you can even buy my books, and you can do everything on, on that. Or if you don't want to find out more about me, and I don't blame you for not wanting that, uh, you can also get my books <laughs> on Amazon and the, the, usual, the usual sources. So um, I look forward to hearing from your listeners, and I will be very happy to answer all the questions you have about the Beatles and, the, and particularly about the Penguins. Well, yes, absolutely, uh, because the penguins, uh, especially because a lot of us grandparents are not going to get to see our grandkitties this uh, holiday season. Uh, hopefully you can get a book for your grandchildren, a book for yourself, Zoom, read it together, uh, and it really it will make the perfect gift, again, for Beatles fans, older and, well, new and old. I'll just say that, older, not old, older. Older. <laughs> All ages. And as you said at the beginning, and, and, and I'm saying uh, at the end of this wonderful conversation we're having, um, I think parents and grandparents will also enjoy reading the penguins as well as the kids enjoying you reading them penguin stories. So, so it, it's, a, it's a win-win situation. Well, speaking of a win-win, I always love our conversations, Ivor. I'm going to twist your arm on air, have you come back again sometime soon, and tell us some of those juicy insider Hollywood stories, okay? I'd love to do that. You just give me a tinkle, as we used to say. Mind you, tinkle's the wrong word. (laughs) Give me a call. Tinkle is what they said in England. But you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean, Ivor, and thank you again for being such a delightful guest. I love your humor. I love all your charming and wonderful stories, and of course, I love this book, Ladies and Gentlemen, The Penguins, Uh, so come back again soon, Ivor. Thank you, and have wonderful, wonderful holidays to you and all your worldwide listeners, and thank you for having me on. Indeed, a great pleasure. Well, and I urge all of you listeners out there, check out Ivor's website, his books. Uh, If you feel like reading something dark, there's something for you there. If you feel like uh, reading something about the Beatles, there's something for you there. And again, don't forget this wonderful book, Ladies and Gentlemen, The Penguins. Uh, I got to say, grandchildren love penguins, and you will too. So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio. And I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.